Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Urban Meyer is now officially urban fired. The official word came sometime after midnight in Jacksonville. Well, Jacksonville time, Eastern time, and it came in the form of a statement from Jags owner Shad Khan. It started with this, and I quote, Daryl Bevel will serve as the interim head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars for the balance of the 2021 season. Daryl succeeds Urban Meyer. They buried this guy. They buried him literally. They buried him figuratively. They buried the lead. My guy just got fired early Thursday morning of a game week and was not even the first coach named in the statement about that firing. Instead, it was one of the assistants who he allegedly called a loser who got the first mention. Herb did not get mentioned until the second sentence. And all that means that Khan finally woke up to what the rest of the world has known for the last several months, that Urban Meyer simply could not do that job, any part of that job. Am I right, Ritt? Finally. How long did that take? Ike. Finally. So this guy's out after 13 games. 13 games. Not even a full season. Barely even more than three quarters of a season. He was out so fast, he didn't even have time to fake an illness. I mean, oh, come up with a contract for his family to sign so he could bounce and take a different job. 13 games. Yet thanks for cutting, coming, perv. 13 games and done. And he joins pretty elite company in that regard. The last head coach to only make it 13 games, none other than Bobby Petrino. And that quote, gutless bastard, Mike Zimmer's words, not mine, at least had the decency to quit and leave notes in everybody's locker in the middle of the night. Not perv. He got himself bleep canned. Not only that, but the gutless bastard was more successful than Irv. Petrino won three games. Meyer couldn't even get there. He got bounced with a 2-11 record. So let me be clear about this. Urban Meyer is one of the greatest college football coaches of all time. Urban Meyer also is the single worst NFL head coach of all time. These are two awesome claims to fame. The best and the worst, and it's a fact. Pro Football Reference has not updated their all-time coaching records yet, but Urban Meyer is sitting on a 175 winning percentage. That's not a head coach's winning percentage. That is a pitcher's batting average. Again, Mount Rushmore. The worst concept ever. Sports, Mount Rushmore's. The stupidest concept ever. However, this guy went from being up there with Nick Saban, Newt Rockney, and Eddie Robinson to being carved in granite next to Ray Hanley, Rich Kotite, and Richie Pettibone. What do I say? I always say, give me an A or give me an F. Give me an A or give me an F. Urban Meyer did both. And his time in the NFL was an ultimate F. Like King Midas in college. And then the reverse King Midas in the NFL. Everything he touched turned to crap. I never thought that he would be a good NFL coach. But I never thought he could possibly be this terrible. Because I didn't think that anybody could be this terrible. I didn't think it was possible for anybody to be this terrible. Like if this guy showed up in Jacksonville looking to get fired and completely wreck his reputation, he could not have executed on that plan any better than he did. And the final straw was not bringing in the racist strength guy or bringing Tim Tebow back from baseball to have him play a position he had never played before, nor was it getting out of Dodge or calling his assistant coaches losers. Get out of Dodge. It's what he did and what he said to former Jags kicker Josh Lambeau. Lambeau told the Tampa Bay Times that he was stretching one day before practice in August. And Meyer approached him. Meyer did not like calling special teams players by their names, according to Lambeau. Lambeau said, quote, it was kicker, punter, 
long snapper or bleep bag, dip bleep, or whatever the hell it was. End of quote. It's incredible, man. This is getting so good now, right? Lambo said that... Thank you, Alvy. Lambo says, the names didn't bother him. But let me just take a moment and say, man, that is just stupid as hell. I mean, that is so dumb. You've never won a game in the NFL, and you're walking around calling your players by their position, or better yet, you're just referring to them as bleep bag and dip bleep. I mean, you tell me, seriously, who is the D-bag or the A-hole here? Way to lead from the front, jerk. Lambo then went on. He comes up to me and he says, hey, dip, another word, uh, make your effing kicks. And then proceeds to kick me right in the leg, right in the hamstring. That's from First Coast News. I mean, that is so amazing. Can I hear that one more time, Alvin? Go ahead, Alvin. Play that one more time. Or don't. He comes up to me and he says, hey, dip, another word, uh, make your effing kicks. And then proceeds to kick me right in the leg, right in the hamstring. I mean, that is amazing. That is incredible. And it's so on brand. Not just a really bad NFL head coach and leader, but a bad guy. And it's about to get even better. Hey, bud, make your kicks wasn't one of those it just wasn't it was so much so I couldn't believe and I looked at him I said don't you ever kick me again so I'm the head ball coach I'll kick you whenever I want don't you ever kick me again I'm the head ball coach I'll kick you whenever I want he said that I will kick you whenever I want most bleeping pervin liar thing ever Like, if you told me that any other head coach in the NFL would have kicked his own kicker, I would have never believed you. I wouldn't even believe if you told me the grumpiest dude in the world, Bill Belichick, kicked his own kicker. But you tell me Urban Meyer kicked his own kicker, and I'm like, yeah, of course he did. Now tell me something that I didn't already know. But it's not just the fact that he went all Steven Seagal on Josh Lambeau. It's the, thank you, Alvin, again, per always. It's not that he just went Steven Seagal on Lambeau. It's the fact that he chased it with, I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever the bleep I want. I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever I want. That is simultaneously the stupidest but most hilarious thing ever to come out of an NFL coach's mouth ever. I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever I want. I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever I want. You look back over the history of this great league, and there have been plenty of really stupid things that coaches have said and done. But no one in the history of the NFL has ever uttered anything that idiotic. I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever the hell I want. I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever I want. But at the same time, it's hilarious. You know, kind of like, hey, bleep bag. I'll come over here, and I'll kick you any bleeping time I want. I'm the head ball coach. You're the kicker. That means I get to kick you. That's how it is, dip bleep. The hell have you ever won anyway, kicker? Yeah, that's what I thought. Now go get your boy, the holder. Get him to come over here, hold you in place so I can blast you through the uprights because I'm about to go Sebastian Janikowski on your ass, Dip Bleep. And believe me, there's a hell of a lot more that came from. Dip Bleep. Dude is blasting the kicker. He's kicking the kicker in the leg. You know, then what? Aleem Neeson throat punch, trachea blast for Trevor Lawrence. Is he going to go speed bag on Laquan Treadwell's package? You know, sometimes if you watch practice footage or pregame, you'll see the coach kind of mingling with the players while they stretch. In college, you'll definitely see coaches walking up to each guy, greeting them, saying something to them. Yet here's Urban Meyer rolling up on guys and straight kicking them. He's treating that stretching line like Jackie Chan on the way to the final boss. Kicking dudes, punching dudes, jumping through ladders, breaking a bottle over James Robinson's head, throwing one player into another, taking out two at a time. 
My man is one step away from going through the entire locker room with a cue ball and a sock. But it didn't stop there. Lambo said the next day that he was in the training room and then Herb approached him. Quote, he sees me and I'm by myself and he kind of cornered me and he comes up to me and says, are you going to put a smile on that face? And I said, I'll smile if you stop kicking me. <laughs> so incredible. First of all, what kind of a head coach is telling a grown-ass man to smile? And when was the last time, if ever, that would-be member of the Rat family, if it still existed, had a smile on his own damn face? Are you a head coach talking to an NFL player? Or are you a parent talking to a six-year-old kid? Or an old rat creeping on some co-ed at a bar while rocking an Ohio State pullover? That was devastating. Or all of the above. And again, you want to talk about a guy being in way over his head. Lambo went on to say, quote, I said, I'm genuinely not trying to be sarcastic here, Urban. But what did I say that offended you? He said, when you responded to me out there on the practice field in front of everybody, if you have an issue and don't like me kicking you, well, then you keep that to yourself and you wait until after practice and after meetings. And then you come find me in the office and you tell me privately. What an incredible statement. Quote, if you have an issue and you don't like me kicking you, well, then you keep that to yourself and you wait until after practice and after meetings and you come find me in the office and you tell me privately. Seriously, would you listen to this loser? If you have an issue and you don't like me kicking you, then you keep that to yourself and you tell me privately. In other words, the problem is not me kicking you. The problem is that you're not wearing it. The problem is you're complaining about it. The problem is you're being a rat, dip bleep. Got that? Here's how this goes. I'm going to kick you publicly, and you're going to like it, rat. But if you don't, you come tell me later on. Be a damn professional about it. Don't be a bitch. Professional. Lambo told his agent... And the agent contacted the team's legal counsel, and the team confirmed that he reported it, but Meyer said it did not happen like that. And if Meyer is denying something, then you know it has to be true, because if Meyer's lips are moving, then it's probably a lie. So to bottom line this, you're a liar and a rat. And a rat. This guy, <laughs> this guy went from being a certified coaching genius and legend to an absolute moron in a matter of months didn't even take a full year threw his reputation in the trash and given how it ended with an allegation of workplace violence there is a chance that he will not be walking out with that rat severance package hey perv on behalf of all of your former assistants Who's the loser now, bro? Because you just turned the opportunity of a lifetime into the biggest dumpster fire in league history. And that's no hot take, dip bleep. That's a straight fact. And he's lucky that that quote kicker didn't knock his ass out. Putting your hands on an NFL player is the very definition of asking to get the hands in return. Hey, dip leap. Er, herb. Hit the bricks. Hit the bricks, pal. And you can no longer do what you want because you are not the head coach of anybody, buddy. The only loser here, well, aside from you, is team content because that liar and that hypocrite provided it all day, early and often, pretty much all of it. Nobody can match his resume there. Now, what the hell am I supposed to start this show with every single day now? Way to get yourself bleep canned, selfish dip bleep. Now, what am I supposed to talk about? I hope that was worth it, although I know it wasn't. See you never again. Enjoy the rest of your life. Hey, listen up. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. And there are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both of them. 
Let's talk about Keeps. Keeps offers a simple, stress way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months so you do not have to leave your home. And low cost. Treatment started only 10 bucks per month and Keeps offers generic versions. Discreet packaging, proven results, and Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of the competition. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months in order to see results, so you want to act on this right now. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Rome. Get your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash Rome and get that first month free. keeps.com slash Rome. He is Darius Butler. Darius, what's cracking? What's up, man? How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back, Jim. Darius, appreciate you. Always good to have you on. Thanks for doing it once again. First off, what was your immediate reaction when you heard the news that Urban Meyer had been fired and what the last draw actually was? <laughs> Man, I mean, I, I saw this coming from before he was even hired. Uh, you know, when the rumors really started to, to, to swell and, uh, you know, you knew it was coming, I just didn't think it would work. You know, knowing kind of what I know, knowing a lot of his former you know players and people that have worked with them, and, and knowing how different the game and the environment is, um, you know, with college football and then professional football, you know, I didn't think I didn't I didn't see it working at all. You know, it's a sexy name, a hire, him leaving the booth to come and, and coach Trevor Lawrence and turn that program around. But uh, I wasn't shocked. And and once he got in the building, the things that he started to do, some of the hires he made, some of the decisions he made personnel wise, um, you know, his interactions with coaches, players, it just kept kept getting worse and worse. And, um, you know, I, I, for one, I can't say that I'm shocked at all. Some people are. I'm not surprised by it at all. No, the fact of the matter is, Darius, you were saying this. You said this when he was hired, so you saw it coming. However, it's one thing to know that this was not going to end well. Could you ever have imagined it ending this catastrophically, though, with him kicking the kicker? <laughs> I, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't see it going this bad. I did think he would survive um, at least a year. Him actually kicking someone, like, I, I mean, I, I can't even, you know, picture that, seeing that happen in stretch lines. Not even not even in college. You know, I played for a pretty tough, hard-nosed coach in Randy Essel in college. I couldn't even see him um, doing anything like that. That's something you'll probably expect, like a Bobby Knight or something back in the day to do. But uh, in, in today's NFL, any NFL, kicking a player, and kicker or not, you know, that's still a, a, a grown man, obviously, and a football player at that. So um, he was just completely – um, out of touch. I'm surprised, you know, J- J- Lambeau didn't put hands on him in that moment. But uh, just hearing what happened and then actually reading and seeing what took place, that was actually that, that was wild. I didn't see it ending this catastrophically. Didn't see him staying back on the team trip and then getting caught up how he ca- got caught up. Nobody's perfect, obviously. But, uh, you know, some of it, my, my co-host, A.B., and you know uh, Antoine, he, he said today, man, I think, I think he kind of self-sabotage and try to get himself out of a situation that he he wasn't ready for (laughs) maybe so right he might have been looking for a way out but the fact of the matter is Darius I mean I don't disagree necessarily with AB however if this guy was involved in some sort of workplace violence he might not get paid he may jeopardize that paycheck so if he was looking for a way out that might not have worked I want to go back Darius Butler my guest to something you just said I was gonna ask you about this what would you personally do and and it seems to me, why do guys do what they can do? I'm not saying that you know you can get away with kicking the kicker, and maybe nobody's going to roll up on you, Darius, and do that. But what would you do if an NFL head coach ever kicked you or put hands on you in a manner like that? <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's a, that's a man, that's a grown man type of, of violation that goes beyond the, whatever profession you're in. Um, and it's hard to say, you know, oh, I would have did this or I wouldn't have done that unless you're in that situation. I would have probably been initially shocked and to say, okay, is this dude joking? Or And then, you know, obviously followed up with, you know, some of the words that Lambeau used. But then once Urban came back and said what he said, I think that's when the situated with, situation would have for sure escalated with me and I know with uh, a lot of other people. Um, you know, not just, you know, violence is the answer for everybody. But at that moment in time, I'm not sure which uh, what headspace I would have been in. Someone put there, like it kicked you. Like I don't care how hard they kicked you, like you kicked me. So on uh, that, that was that was. Um, I, I literally couldn't even imagine uh, that happening. But uh, I, I I can't even tell you what I would have done for sure. But I know it would have been good. 
No, exactly, right? Like you said, he <laughs> kicked him. It was the act of kicking him. You know, and Lambo yeah, said, hey, man, don't do that again. Don't don't ever kick me again. Darius, yeah. what about the reaction that, hey, man, I'm, quote, quote, I'm the head ball coach. <laughs> I'll kick you whenever I want. <laughs> what an amazing statement that is. Who says that? What's your reaction to that? That's what I'm saying. That's that's even, I mean, I would think you can get more wild than the actual kick, but I, that makes it 10 times worse because, you know, now I know, you know, it's not a joke or maybe you thought this was something that it wasn't. Maybe you thought our relationship was something that it wasn't. And so for you to follow up with that, like, hey, I'm the head ball coach. I do whatever I want. I can do that whenever I want to. That's when things escalate. And, and that was even more shocking. The kick was, you know, shocking, obviously, but that to follow it up, I mean, this dude is completely out of touch with uh, with reality, it sounds, at that point. <laughs> Darius Butler is joining us. I agree with you 100%. I could imagine Vinatieri or, or Pat McAfee in that, that type of situation and what they would have done. I, I, yeah. I, I just, again, why does anybody do anything? My response is, why <laughs> does anybody do anything? Because they can. My response here would be, why does that guy do that? Because he's out of his mind, man. Like, he's out of his mind. So if you're a player in the Jags locker room, how are you feeling when you find out that your head ball coach the guy who's going around kicking people got fired before 1 a.m. on a Thursday morning. What do you think the vibe's like inside that room right now? I mean, you know, you're still professional, so obviously you're going to come to work. Um, I think Bevel is taking over as the sitting head coach. It's probably a sigh of relief, you know, honestly, because, you know, it's been a lot of outside noise even since, um, you know, when he got caught caught up in the uh, the bar incident or whatever. And then that kind of – once the thing happened with John Gruden out in Vegas, that kind of took the heat off of that organization. So uh, from the outside looking in, at least. And then there was some things that kept coming. But so as a player, as a coach in that building, it's probably a fresh eye relief. And you know you're going to get a new head coach in there, you know, next year. But, I mean, this year you just got to go out there and handle business as a pro, you know, do your job. Uh, based off, you know, some of the reports that were coming out, I'm sure a ton of his uh, assistant coaches feel much better going into work because – it's a workplace environment, and we knew it was going to be a project from day one with the Jaguars, but when you're in that building, this season gets long. This will be the longest season ever. As a player, as a coach, like you're spending more time with those coaches and players than you are with your family, so you want it to be a good workplace environment. So I'm sure at this point, a lot of guys in that building and, and ladies, if there are any, um, feel much better about going into work. So I'm happy for those guys. I'm happy for Trevor Lawrence because this was a highly touted prospect that we all want to see succeed. So I'm happy for everybody in that building, honestly. And, you know, I hope, you know, things turn out well for Urban as well. Uh, but uh, he, he, he's got to get some stuff together, man. If you're like me, your weekend plans include kicking back and watching live sports. And it doesn't matter what sport you're watching. It's always fun to have a little bit of action, right? Personally, I have my Week 15 eye on that Monday night matchup between Chicago and Minnesota. This is why I recommend downloading the WinBet app right away. Whether you're a recreational player or a serious handicapper, WinBet is your ticket to every exciting wager from straight bets to parlays, teasers, and any exotic prop wager you can think of. The app is so easy to use. Everybody knows that Win is one of the biggest and best brands in the gaming industry. So get off the sidelines and join in on the action. This is why I recommend downloading the WinBet app right away. Download the WinBet app on Google Play or the Apple App Store today. Put yourself in the game. Win with WinBet. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. You do have to be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Darius Butler joining us. For instance, if he does get a college job down the road and you were coming out of high school, knowing what you know now, would you want to play for him in college? Oh, man, that's a that's a hell of a question. Uh, it would depend on the situation, honestly. And I, I, I wouldn't write that off, him getting another college job. I wouldn't say he should, but we know how this business goes. And his college resume is, you know, he's a college coaching god almost, you know, with the national titles and what he's done um, to the programs. Um, so as a player coming out of high school, you're trying to go into the best situation uh, you know, for yourself, you know, depending on the university and the education and the football program and all those things, that's that's what it's going to depend on. You know, you're not you try not to concern yourself as much uh, with the guy, and then you think, okay, if Urban comes back to coaching, he'll try to keep a clean sheet. You would think at least. So, um, if I'm a player coming out of high school, I don't know. It would really uh, depend on the situation, but I can't say once again if I'm in that situation that 100% wherever this guy is, 
I'm not going because it, it would depend on uh, each individual player's, uh, you know, personal uh, situation. Darius Butler joining us. All right, speaking of personal situations, you mentioned your guy A.B. I know A.B. was fired up, but what did you make of Travis Hunter choosing Jackson State over Florida State? I mean, I I loved it. I, I loved it, man. Um, for it, it's huge, obviously. And, and AB, for those of you who don't know, Antoine Bethea, he graduated from Howard University, so he's an HBCU grad. So um, to see a five star, and I think this is the first five star since they've been ranking him that way to commit to an FC uh, S University. So I, I love it for him. I love it for 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 um, D, um, Coach Dion, Dion Sanders, and what he's doing out in Jackson State and the whole landscape of HBCU. Hugh Jackson going out to Grambling State, Eddie George. Um, I love to see it. Guys getting more of an opportunity. We'll be at the HBCU Combine this year. So to see him uh, bringing that type of, uh, of light to the programs and just to that whole uh, everything, I-, I love to see it. I love to see the change going forward. And I know a lot of other coaches and Power 5 people are up in arms about it. But I love to see it, man, because the power is really with the players. You know, the coaches and the facilities and all those things matter. But it's really where the players and these athletes go. And that the power, the media, the cameras, all those things follow. And football is going to take, obviously, more than one. But I love that Travis Hunter uh, went out there and, and took this leap of faith going down there to Jackson State. And I'm sure he'll – I mean, if you're the best athlete coming out of your class, you're going to play for probably the greatest athlete to play in the NFL. I think that's a great spot to go. I mean, it is a stunning and astonishing move. And a great, I mean, it really is something else. It, it's stunning. It's jaw-dropping. Let me ask you this really quickly. The Raiders were looking to make a statement on Sunday by having their meeting on the midfield logo at KC. That could not have gone any worse. <laughs> Darius, have you ever stomped on a logo to get yourself fired up before an NFL game? Never, man. That's like that's like little league or like maybe high school stuff. You know, you got some some rivalry, nasty rivalry, cross town rivalry, something like that. But once again, as a, as a grown man, as a professional, like you're not doing that's not getting me any more riled up to get ready for a game. I mean, no pregame huddle really does. Honestly, at that point, you're in the NFL, so just going on somebody's logo pregame, um, all you're doing is giving that other team more motivation. Uh, you're getting that fan base even more riled up. I mean, it, it was it was one of the more, more stupid things I saw, especially when you go out there and get, you know, whooped on 48 to 9. That made it 10 times worse. So I, I don't know whose idea that was uh, to call it up and do it. And then obviously once that first guy goes out, then you can't leave him hanging. So uh, I put it more whoever that was who, who came up with that idea. But, no, I've never been a part of anything uh, anything like that. Not only to get your ass kicked the way they did, but literally <laughs> from the jump, like on the very first play from scrimmage, it all blew up in their face. It was amazing. Really quickly then, you got Kansas City. They've won six in a row. They've turned it around. Darius on defense. Are they now the team to beat in the AFC? How do you see it? I mean, they've, like you said, defense. It's, it's been uh, a lot of this turnaround has been on the defense. Coming out of the gate, they were, you know, historically bad. Uh, the moving Chris Jones inside, I think, had a lot to do with it, putting Thornhill in the starting lineup, uh, and guys just playing well. And, and they're banged up right now, though. You know, Snead is obviously out for some personal reasons. Chris Jones, Gage Jr. So they're going to be missing some important guys going up against a dynamic quarterback with uh, Herbert. Uh, and they're, but they're eight and two in their last ten games. You got Patrick Mahomes, you got Andy Reid, you got Eric Ben, you got guys, you got players, coaches, spags who've been there before, who've made it happen down the stretch when the games count the most. So this is a team who I think will be in it to the very end. Um, tonight, I make I have to go with the Chargers tonight. And I know they're dealing with some injuries as well, as well. But I'm going with Herbert and the Chargers tonight. But I think uh, at the end of it uh, this year, Kansas City Chiefs will be right in there, especially with this defense playing like this. It's only a matter of time until this offense starts to click and play uh, against everybody else how they play against the Raiders this season. Darius, really quickly, i got about 15 seconds. Are you looking at a number of minus three or plus three in this case? Uh, yeah, I'm taking uh, Chargers plus three. All right. And I'm taking the over. <laughs> and you got the over, too. 52 and a half, yeah. All right, so if they want your picks for the weekend, and and by the way, dude, COVID is throwing this into utter chaos. Oh, man, yeah. But hi, where do the listeners go to get your picks? The man-to-man part, man, AB. We go over every game, we talk about them, and we pick every game uh, against the spread and uh, tell you why. You know, we don't just pick them, we actually tell you why, and that'll be on any anywhere you listen to your, plat- uh, your podcast, The Man to Man Pod, and it's also on YouTube if you want to go watch it, The Man to Man Pod with DB and AB. My man is doing it all. Darius Butler, DB, appreciate you so much. Do a great job. You make the show so much Thank better. You, Jim. Thank, Thank you, man. Have a great day. Hey, now, what do we want when we're craving protein or we need more energy? 
not bars, not a sugary snack, not an energy drink. We want beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. That way it's tender and tasty, not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. What I'm saying is they take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein and it comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper with your beef. I love Urban Meyer. I really do love this guy. He's the absolute best. Nobody else can do what this guy does. When you see greatness like that, you have to put respect on it. Or you get kicked in the leg if you don't. Because what we have witnessed over the past 11 months, we are never going to see ever again. I mean, I could say that with certainty. Normally, I would say never say never. I know we will never, ever see what we've seen from this guy in the last 11 months. We were all witnesses to history. Every single day, something new unfolded. Hiring racists. Perving on chicks. Kicking kickers. You know, all crap that you can do when you're winning. But Pervin was not winning. He was just perving. And hiring racists. And when he was hired on January 14th, Chad Kahn, who was fired up about that move, told the entire world, and I quote, I got it right. That's right. In some ways, he did get it right. That's right. And in pretty much every other way, he got it all wrong. Within my, why don't we run this back really quickly? Within Meyer's first month on the job, he hired Chris Doyle, the former Iowa strength coach, despite the fact that his time at Iowa ended after, as The Athletic described, quote, after multiple players accused Doyle of racist remarks and improper treatment. End of quote. But did that stop Pervin from bringing this guy in immediately? No. And at that time, not only did Perv bring him in, he said that he did his homework on Doyle. A lot of hard questions asked, a lot of vetting involved, and uh, with the, with all our staff. But uh, we did a very good job vetting that one. You did? What an amazing statement. We did a very good job of vetting that one. Such a good job of vetting that one that Doyle quit less than 48 hours later because the entire world realized what a terrible hire that was. But Herb's up here saying we did a lot of really good vetting on that. Then you had Meyer complaining about NFL free agency, which he clearly did not understand. That was awful. That I don't believe it should be that way. Not when you're making organizational decisions. I'm not sure how that rule came about, but that's, you know, that to me, that's not good business. Nothing like some guy showing up and being there five minutes before deciding that this is a terrible rule in the NFL and bad business. It's been there five minutes. And then who can forget when Myers spent that first-round pick on a running back when he already had James Robinson. And they would say that that first-round pick would be a third-down pick or back. I need another terrible decision. Then he decided to chase that horrible idea with another horrible idea, bringing in a failed minor league baseball player and genuinely old man in Tim Tebow to play tight end. Just to recap that, he brought in a guy who had not played football in six years to play a position that he had never played before, and then that went exactly as everybody not named Herb knew it would go, horribly. Then Meyer gets fined 100 grand and the team gets fined 200 gur for violating team practice rules. Then he and the team were subpoenaed in lawsuits against Chris Doyle. Then there was that season opening loss to Houston, a team that is trying to tank this year, trying to. There was Perv telling Broncos head coach Vic Fangio that, quote, every week it's like playing Alabama. It's Alabama every week. Yeah. 
In other words, this coaching game is hard, dog. Well, uh, uh, dog, man, almost choked on my spit. That rapping game is hard, dog. Then there was the devastating, heartbreaking loss to Cincinnati. That was devastating. Heartbreaking. Then there was the decision to skip the flight home with the rest of the team. There was hashtag Buddy deserved a night out. There was the decision to throw on an Ohio State pullover and head to a restaurant that bears his own name. There was the photo caption, quote, who is this? He keeps flirting with me. There was the first video. There was the spin job off that first video. There's a big group next to our restaurant, and they wanted me to come over and take pictures, and I did. And they were trying to pull me out on the dance floor, screwing around, and I should have left. Incredible. Then he dragged his franchise quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, into it, who had nothing to do with it. Then there was the video that appeared to, quote, show Meyer touching a woman's bottom while he was sitting at the bar. The woman appeared to be wearing the same clothes, jeans, and a white top as the woman in the first viral video. End of quote. Then the controversy about how he handled the story with the team. Meanwhile, they're 0-4. They look like garbage. And then you had the details from Mike Silver. Quote, Players were particularly put off by the fact that Meyer canceled Monday's team meeting as he dealt with the uproar over the videos of him and a young woman getting cozy in that Ohio bar. He even canceled the team meeting. He was too scared, a player said. End of quote. Another player said, quote, we looked at him like WTF. Right when he left, everyone started dying laughing and he knew it. End of quote. So the whole team is already <laughs> laughing at him a month in. They're laughing at him. Then there was the benching of James Robinson. Then Meyer claimed was not a benching. And then he blamed it on an assistant coach and wouldn't own it himself. Then there was the report of him calling his assistants losers and demanding that they justify Loser. their resumes to him. And the report that the Jags players were hanging around on the field after getting their asses kicked by the Rams just so they could tell the opposition how terrible Meyer is. And then the report about Meyer getting into it with team leader and vet Marvin Jones Jr. I mean, like, all these things were happening, and it's not even the end of the first season. And then finally, Meyer going Jean-Claude Van Damme on his kicker and telling him, I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever the bleep I want. I'm that ball coach. I'll kick you whenever I want. Josh Lambeau said, hey, man, don't you ever kick me again. To which the head ball coach responded, I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever I want. I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever I want. Incredible. Like Darius Butler said, even more amazing than an NFL coach kicking a player in 2021 is that coach... Then later chasing that by saying, hey, I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever I want. That wasn't like a joke that went awry or that wasn't something that was out of context or that wasn't a misread of the situational relationship. He knew exactly what he was doing and said that he would do it again whenever the hell he wants and threw his title in that player's face. Moral of this long story is you can treat people like crap. You can defend racists. And murderers when you're winning, but that does not fly when you're not prepared and you're getting your ass kicked on the weekly. All of that said, I'm going to miss this guy because I love this guy. Life is not going to be the same without him. I mean, the team will be much better. Trevor Lawrence will be much better, provided Perv has not already ruined him for life. But I'm not sure that life itself is going to be better without Meyer as the Jags head coach. My man burns so bright and so hot for such a short, glorious moment. I'm getting a little choked up here. I'm having a hard time putting my thoughts into words. So I think the best way to sum up all the emotions of this moment right now is in song. So without further delay...
It's my privilege to introduce the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer. I would first like to thank Shad Khan for this opportunity to lead the organization into 221, 2021, and beyond. This is not only the right time for me to return to coaching, but the right place in Jacksonville as well. Trevor dropped against the four-man rush. Fires and F ball is going to be picked off. He threw it too high. Trevor airmailed that one. No, I wish I had all the answers, and I'd, I'd give them to you. I don't know the answers. I see good guys. I see good hearts. And Trevor got hit, and he is very slow to get up, and has, oh, oh, he's boy. not getting up. A lot of good up. players in this league, man. Yeah, there are. It's Alabama every week. So it is going to be an onside kick. There it is, two hops, and the Seahawks run it back. Touchdown for Seattle. I'm not exactly sure why. It just didn't make sense. The USC job. Just want to give you the opportunity to refute it. You put it to bed. No chance. Trevor steps up, and he's going to get hit, and the ball came out. Coach ball. Tough year so far for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I remember when Trevor told me he was going to go to Vegas for his bachelor party. I mean, I was just my gosh, man, be careful. And that ball is just incomplete. Not a very good throw. Wasn't even close. No chemistry. There's a big group next to our restaurant, and they wanted me to come over and take pictures, and I did. And trying to pull me out on the dance floor, screwing around, and I should have left. Back to Lawrence. He's in trouble. Jump ball pass. Picked off near side. Touchdown, Byron Murphy, after a horrible mistake by the rookie. The flea flicker. Just backfired. Yeah, so everybody clear their head, including myself, to my family located uh, where we were. I knew I wanted them to get out of Dodge, too. Fires it deep downfield. That ball is going to be intercepted. 250-250. And when you throw something like that, you're regressing. Uh, you can't do that. The fourth interception of the day for Trevor Lawrence. That's devastating. Heartbreaking. Uh, not a good throw. Trevor was staring it down. Shouldn't have made it's that throw. someone a loser. That's inaccurate. If there is a source, that source is unemployed. I mean, within seconds. And I can speak on behalf of Who's myself, myself, and eventually our team. They will get our very best. Thanks again. If there's a source, he's unemployed. Like this guy, not only was he a horrible NFL head coach, man, he was just a bully. He was a bully. He's kicking his players threatening to fire sources, and now he's gone. But that said, I already miss him. It was less than a year, but man, my man was just the MVP of team content. A take factory was churning. The content coming from that moron was massive. We had to lease out additional space. We had to lease out a massive compound and double shift just to handle all the content. I was hiring people to work overnight and paying them double time. People are like, Jim, I haven't seen my family in months. I'm like, I know, I feel terrible about it. But this moron won't stop doing moronic things. You got to work, man. Believe me, I've never worked harder in my life, but it's good work. Grind, grind, grind. Listen, demand is through the roof. We have to meet the demand. So there'll never be another coach in the NFL that can match what this slime ball accomplished. I mean, if you tried, people would call it fake. There's no way you could intentionally be this filthy. Who could have done all these things in under a year? One man. I haven't talked to him in years. Honestly, he actually came on the show way back, I think, when he was head coach at Utah. In fact, I know he did. I haven't talked to him in years, and I really don't ever want to. But from me to you, Herb, thank you. Thank you very much. You're one of a kind. Nobody like you. One of one. All the factory employees that we employ, thank you as well for doing so before Christmas. Because they want to be back with their families. Good news, bad news. Bad news is I have to let them know that I have to let them go. During the Christmas holiday season, the good news is they get to spend Christmas with their families. Something that would have never happened if you were still gainfully employed. Proud to say this podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Hey, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without all that hassle. It's called DirecTV Stream. 
And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. It means no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of that ugly clutter and all the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Rashawn Evans is my guest. Rashawn, it's great to have you on. How are you? Man, I'm doing good, man. Always glad to be on. Always good to have you on. Appreciate you. All right, so I know you were already focused on Sunday's game against Pittsburgh. Really big game. We'll get to that in a minute. But can you go back to Jacksonville for a minute? Because you had not played a game in six weeks. Mm-hmm. What was it feeling like and what kind of emotions were running through you when you got back on the field mm-hmm. finally? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it felt good, man. Um, You know, when you're out for that long, man, you kind of miss out on a lot of things, man, even the little things. So, you know, for me to be able to get back out there and, you know, feel feel like I felt before I got hurt, and, you know, to really get out, get back out there and have fun and just feel the energy from the fans and feel the energy from, you know, the guys I'm playing with, man, it just felt good. So, you know, now that I'm back, man, it just, you know, I'm really excited for this next game going against the Steelers, you know, in a hostile environment. So really, really looking forward to this week, man. I'm going to ask you about that hostile environment in a minute, but the little things, Rashawn, like you miss the little things that I think most people would think you would not miss. For instance, going to practice, being in the yeah. film room, all of it. I understand how Sunday might be fun. What is it about those little things that don't sound like they're fun that actually are fun? Why are they fun for you? And the reason why they're so fun to me, man, is because, you know, it's it's almost like the the, the the mechanism when, you know, you finally get exactly what you want. You've been working hard. You finally get what you want. But it's the journey that you enjoy. And that's really what I kind of got out of this whole thing, you know, that five-week period that I was out, man. I've been, I just enjoyed the process of getting back, you know, getting back right and getting back to, you know, the basics, doing going back to, to, to the film room, going back and, you know, meeting with your coach for things that you need to fix and, you know, need to work on. I, you know, even during that time, I was able to kind of, you know, give myself a couple weeks to kind of look back on the previous games that I had at the beginning of the year and really look at, you know, some things I can work on, some things I can get better at. And, you know, that's exactly what I did. And, you know, you start noticing those little things. You start, you know, working on them. You, you, then you, once you start to see it come together and come to fruition, man, it's a beautiful thing. This is process and perspective. This sounds like the Rashawn Evans I know. I'm not surprised to hear this. Now, you mentioned how into being in a position to go to a hostile environment and playing Pittsburgh. This is going to be your first time playing in Pittsburgh. What have you heard about playing there? Like, what kind of expectations do you have? What do you think it's going to be like? Oh man, I mean to be honest with you, from what I have heard, I know for sure the weather is going to be a little little cold. I mean the temperature definitely is going to drop, and you know there's maybe a slim chance of rain. But um, you know just from the environment that I've heard, man, those, those guys they know how to play football, and those fans out there they 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 love they love some Pittsburgh Steelers. So you know I, I definitely will be you know expecting these fans to be you know you know head 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 over crazy just trying to get get them to you know help them win and you know save and do whatever they got to do to help them win so i mean whatever that may be you know you know i'm really excited about it man you know we're getting prepared this week to you know play our best game and you know because we know it's going to be a really big game coming up this week you know against the Steelers. huge game for both teams Rashawn evans joining us so facing them also means that you go up against ben roethlisberger Obviously not the most mobile quarterback you're going to face, but at the same time, this guy's been around so long, he has seen everything there is to see in that league. So how much more challenging is it to go up against a guy who's in his 18th season? I mean, can you give yeah. somebody like that looks that he's not seen, or is that just not possible? I mean, it's, it's just it's, it's, it's not possible, man. I mean, you know, because there's only so many routes you can run as a receiver. There's only so many people you can throw to as a quarterback. There's only so many people you can block as a old lineman and all these different things. So, you know, all of those things all incorporate. He's been able to see every single thing. I mean, so, you know, as a defense, you, the only thing you can really possibly do is, you know, disguise with the guys, you know, and really kind of mess with him, get him off his game and, you know, make him run, you know, if if you can. I mean, that's the last thing that he wants to do, so – um, but you know when you when you're going against a, a future Hall of Fame quarterback like this, you got to respect his game. You know he doesn't have to run in order to make plays. I mean he, he's proven a lot of times with his deep ball that he's able to you know connect with his receivers, and he has two two really good receivers out there on the edge. You know with Claypool 
and, and and also a lot of other guys too in the backfield. You know, he got his guy, you know, Najee Harris, former Alabama player. You know, I've seen him, you know, you know, rip through guys and you know, spin off of guys. So he's really having a hell of a year. So, you know, it's going to be a big challenge for us defensively. And you know, we're looking forward to it. Rashawn Evans is joining us. Now, we talked about what it was like for you to get back on the field after you missed some time. Julio Jones was back on the field against Jacksonville as well. He had missed some time with a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. I thought you had a great line back in the preseason when you said, quote, Julio was like a mythical creature when he was out there in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. I got to ask, what's it been like to play with him and having a vet like that around? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's fun, man. Um, you know, because he gives you a different perspective on football. You know, he's – He's he's a guy that's been in the league for as long as he's been, 10, 11 years, and you know maybe maybe a little bit more than that. I don't know, but you know to hear his perspective on how he handles how he handles work, how he approaches work, um, you know he hasn't been able to you know be at his full strength or full health that he wants. But you know to see him fight through adversity, see how he you know uh, you know gets younger guys and, and shows them how to practice and how to, you know, get prepared for a game and be able to play and be elite in a game, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, for me being in a, in a whole, totally different position, you know, you'd be surprised what you can learn from a guy that plays plays receiver. I mean, he, the, everything that he does, he does it full speed. He's very hands-on. He's very detailed in the things that he does. So, you know, I look, I, I sit and watch those things, and, and, I, and I do, I try to do the same exact things that, he, that he's doing because he's had a lot of success at it. I think that's fascinating what you just said, that even as a linebacker, you can watch the way this guy works yeah. and prepares and yeah. handles his technique, and you get something out of that. Rashawn, also, i got to tell you, Kevin Byard's one of my favorite guys. This is a big mm-hmm. Kevin Byard house. He made the point that because when you went up against Jacksonville, as it turns out, that was Urban Meyer's last game. Kevin mm-hmm. Byard's a classy, classy dude, right? But even mm-hmm. he admitted he had to laugh a little bit when he saw a couple of Jaguar receivers run into each other at the end of the game. Now, he did say, I feel badly for those guys over there. They're going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you yourself find any humor in a couple of guys running into each other? And what did you make of that offense? I mean, it's it's one of those things, man. It's like, you know, when when the, the energy level is low and, you know, you, you're worried about your record, you're worried about the fans being you up in, you know, in the media. And, it's you know, it's all those things in one. And then, you know, you run into each other on the field and you just kind of like, man, you know, it seems like everything not even – nothing's going your way. And, you know, it's it's one of those feelings where I, I can I can I can you know understand where they what they're feeling, where they're going through. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's something like that. You got to be able to bounce back from adversity. Nothing about this game is is, is pretty. I mean, it's, it's rugged, it's grimy, it's gritty. You know, you know the the beautiful things about it are, are the, the the grimy and gritty things about it. You know what I'm saying? You know, having to fight back from injury, having to you know go against other great teams, and you know if you in losing and being able to you know really bounce back from a, a you know couple losses you know that's hard to do so you know to see that you know it's, it's for for the, the the guys that's going against them hell yeah it's funny as hell but you know when you're in that position man it don't feel too good <laughs> my man what a, what a great response like so what's the difference for instance you guys i mean you guys had to go through some stuff right yeah i mean you started the year eight and two and then yeah. derrick henry goes down guys go down like understandable you've embraced the grit and the grime and you fought your way through why is it that some teams and locker rooms can and others can't like clearly those guys didn't and you guys mm-hmm. have I mean, I think it's more about the the guy, type of guys you got in the locker room. I mean, what type of guys that you know? Who who who? What type of guys that you have up under that helmet? I mean, that's the biggest thing. And and two, also the chemistry. I mean, who's holding who accountable? You know what I'm saying? When you see another guy there not giving that for you, you see another guy there who who's still trying to figure it out, or you know, not putting as much you know effort into things, or you know, it's one of those things. And two, you know, I, I'm a prom 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 believer. Or, believe in leading by example i mean i don't i don't really like to talk too much i'd rather just be be a guy there lead by example and let you see exactly you know what 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 it is that you know that we want to get done you know i feel like as a defense we've all we've all have you know kind of took the reins on how we play and you know we play hard we play gritty we play physical and that's who we are and we we're okay with being like that we're not as flashy we're not as fancy as a lot of other teams may be but you know you are who you are, and you know I think that's the biggest thing. We, we've 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 been successful at it, and we're okay with being that. So uh, you know, overall, man, I think it's just about guys, be, you know, playing for each other, knowing that it's bigger than themselves, and you're playing for for something that can not only change your life but also change others as well. So you know, you, it, it has, it's got to be a mindset thing as far as that, and guys holding each other accountable. And, 
And and another mechanism too that I that I've learned is you know having fun with the game, man. You got to have fun with this game. You know, it's a lot of stresses in this game that guys go through and. You know, when you're having fun and you're making plays and you, your your teammates see that and then you're also congratulating your teammates when they make plays, it's contagious. And, you know, we got to, as a, as a team, as a defense, we got to continue to keep doing those doing those things and, you know, good things will happen. Dude, you're the best. I love that point you just made. I, I'm going to walk off on that and we're going to close the show on that. I love the point that you just made that, yeah, it's a business and there is stress and the stakes are high, but you have to have fun. You have to have fun you out have there. Fun. Tennessee, 9-4. and four, They're first in the division. They got a big one coming up. Rashawn Evans back on the field doing what he does, leading from the front. My man, much respect. I appreciate you, Rashawn. Great to have you on. Thank you so much. Let's do it again soon. No doubt, man. Always a pleasure being on here. All right, so you clones have asked for it. Phone lines are open. Hit us. You clones have asked for it, and now you get it. More big head bets outside of our standard Friday window. You're asking the big head to work more than a standard 15-minute work week. It's not an unfair ask. The big head, a.k.a. Flight Deck, James Kelly, member of the XR4TI crew, has absolutely been on one of late. 9-1 over the last two Sundays in the NFL against the spread. I don't think many of you fully understand how significant that is, how incredible that is. Most serious players and handicappers would pay serious money to get those types of picks. 9-1 the last two Sundays in the NFL. Yet the head and I are up in here giving it to you for free. Like, I'm seriously shocked that my guys at WinBet have not tried to come in here and poach and hire his ass away from me or one of the competitors. He's been that good of late. So I've got just two things to say to y'all. You're welcome. And go right ahead and put some respect on his big ass head. I mean, for real. What's up, head? How you living? Good, Jim. It sounds like you won't be getting a holiday card from Pervin Meyer this year. No rules, no women. Um, you know, I'm good though. I, I don't think that I was on his list anyway. And, and by the way, I think that people think that I wanted this to happen. I didn't want this to happen. I had a built-in segment every single day as long as this guy had a job. In fact, if anything, it's selfish as hell. How do you get Dude. yourself bleep can like that, man? Now what am I going to talk about, head? Penis and Cracker Jacks for a couple okay, more sorry weeks. Sorry I asked. Yep. That's a, yep. I walked right into that, man. <laughs> walked right into that. No, we will not be talking about Penis and Cracker Jacks. All right, head. Back in your lane. Back on path. Nine. I should know better, man. I walked right into that. Nine and one the past two Sundays. You are on a heater. You're looking to stay hot. Thursday night matchups generally are ass. Not tonight. Great matchup. Enormous divisional implications. The Chiefs are coming to L.A. to deal with the Chargers. Before I get your pick, let me just say this. The Chiefs are looking more and more like the Chiefs. Keyed by that resurgent D that Darius and I were just talking about. But the Bolts did get them earlier this season. And Justin Herbert had a big game then. That said, head, these Chiefs are different than those Chiefs. What is the number you're seeing? How are you playing this one, head? I see the same number Darius does. KC minus three on the road. And I'm actually going to go against him. I will go KC minus three here. That Kansas City defense you mentioned, and he talked about it, looks like they will be without Chris Jones, as he said, and a couple other guys because of the COVID situation around the league. But I still think, Jim, they will be the difference here. Through 14 weeks, the Chiefs and Chargers have scored the same exact points, 351 total, 27 per game. But Kansas City's defense has allowed 68 fewer points. How many people out there would know Casey actually ranks higher in scoring defense then offense in the NFL, but that is the case. The wow. defense ranks sixth, and the offense ranks eighth right now. Hey, head, head, head. Mm-hmm. I don't want to jerk with your flow. That's an amazing stat you just dropped, that they rank higher on scoring defense than offense. I know. I was actually shocked on the whole thing. I knew it was close, but I didn't know the Kansas Are you making City that crap up? Ahead. No, it's, it's legit. It's legit, Jim. Okay. So take Continue. that. And also the fact in week three when the Chargers won that game, Kansas City turned the ball over four times and the Chargers didn't at all. I don't think that'll happen again tonight. And as far as against the spread numbers, 
after KC was historic ass with it, Jim, for almost a damn year, the Chiefs have covered their last four games in a row. Let's make it five here. KC minus three in L.A. No, that's so true, right? The Chiefs were terrible against the spread. Now, here's horrible. something I want the clones. Horrible. I want the clones to watch this. This is going to illustrate my point about how hard it is to pick games, all right? Mm -hmm. Darius Butler was a great NFL player. Darius Butler is a very scholarly dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is really sharp, and he yes. does his work, and he does his research. The two of you have taken the same game with the same spread and got against each other. I want to see who comes out on top. This is mm -hmm. how hard this is. This is how challenging his this is. His numbers are great, too, by the way, Jim. He's really, really good at this stuff, too. All right, so he's really good at this stuff. But then again, so are you, Head. You're not good at speaking the language. No. You're not good at writing the language, we but you are that. really good at picking these games. You know, you touched on this. I'm kind of thinking about it. I'm already looking ahead to tomorrow and how to approach it. How badly has COVID messed with your prep and your research for this weekend's action? No, it's giving me the hands a little bit here. And the danger is for a Friday segment for Sunday, it's very difficult because we don't know what's going to happen. But it's not only the NFL. It's really all professional leagues right now. you got to walk this thing up to kick off, tip off, whatever it is, as close as you can. I think the biggest thing is, is what we did last year. And we know, right, the depth of these rosters and how much, you know, how good they really are from 1 to 53. So you have to be on top of that, wait for the inactives of the game day, and then kind of just go from there as best you can. All right, so, so finally, also, Head, I agree with you. Good strategy. Wait, get as close as you possibly can and find out what the health status is of these, these teams and these individuals. What has the reaction been like to you on Twitter and on social since you've been so hot right now after you had a shaky weekend or so? Oh, they love me right now. Right? I'm a hero for the next seven or eight hours until, you know, <laughs> something goes wrong, and then I'm sure the Eli Manning double bird gifts will be flying at me. But right now, they love me right now, Jim. You got to play that hot hand. You got to ride that thing while you can. All right, give it to me one more time and then make sure you put it up on Twitter and then I will retweet it. KC minus three. That's it. KC minus three. All right, head. You know what? I'm going to hit the same thing. KC minus three. I like that too. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, now you've worked an 18 minute work week. Way to go. <laughs> Thanks, man. The head. Go get the holder over there. There are going to be some windy conditions, and I want to practice my onside kick with your ass. Amazing. Let's go to the phones really quickly. We go to Mark in Hollywood. What's up, Mark? Urban Meyer didn't deserve to be treated like that. He is a luscious man with a thick ass, and if I were that co-ed, I'd let him grind me into a pulp. Jim, the fact of the matter is, this rat-faced con man, Pervin Liar, wanted to get fired right from the jump. You know, as soon as Perv accepted that offer to coach the Jags, he knew he was in over his head, so he figures, hell, there's a fat buyout if I get canned. Why not start getting fired on day one? I'll set the tone by hiring a known racist, and since John Gruden is taken, let me grab up scumbag Chris Doyle. Then I'll blow everyone's mind by going Skip Bayless with it and sign minor league baseball legend Tim Tebow as a tight end. Then when camp starts, I'll be Bill Belichick light and play mind games with my golden boy QB by holding an open competition. When preseason starts, every time we lose, I'll look more depressed than Wells in the 720 did when he learned that there was no such thing as second lunch. After that in practice, I'll roll up on my kicker. And like Draymond Green, I'll blast him in the package harder than a mistress kicks packages at an S&M club. And hell, Buddy might need a night out during the season. So I'll head out to my hometown bar and roll up on some co-ed's butt faster than Rick Pitino rolled up on a diner counter. Oh crap, that didn't work? I'm still not getting fired? Well, I already faked a brain cyst. Arr! took medical leave in college, so screw it. I'll just treat my loser assistant coaches like Jim Rome treats Eric and Falls Church, randomly bench starters, and hope that everything I've done this year leaks out, just like my fellow barely legal club member Bobby Petrino leaked his face all over that pavement. And finally, Jim, if he wasn't fired last night, we would have seen the full gamut of Perv's bag of tricks. The family contract, medication that makes him forget things like having a wife beater on his staff, digging up and reanimating the body of Aaron Hernandez so he can sign him as a kicker. I'm just happy that finally, finally, 
we can get rid of this Charles E. Cheese lookalike and never, ever have to talk about him again. Until next year, when he organizes Marcus Freeman's ousting and becomes the head coach of Notre Dame. Ruin me, Queen! My man, I don't know that I could have done that any better myself. This is why I will see you in the smack-off and every smack-off thereafter. Mark in Hollywood, one of the best to ever do it. Rack him. Well done. Extremely well done. 1-800-636-8686. He essentially nailed it all. All right, when we come back, Darius Butler will be joining us. Get a different point of view. The big head, James Kelly, top of hour number two. You got a big matchup tonight. COVID, Jacksonville, Danica, Neeks. What's going on, girlfriend? Hello, Rome. Well, I'm still standing. I'm still here after Herb is gone. And he did not even last a full year from hiring Doyle to bringing in Tebow to the uh, rep split between Minshew and Trevor Lawrence, um, all in to play patty cake with some random female after a loss in Cincinnati and not flying back with the team. He should have been gone then. Then add insult to injury. These coaches that you brought in, that you hired to bring onto your staff, you call them losers, and then you want to kick the kicker. You should have been gone. You brought shame to our city. You sold our owner some magic beans that just turned out to be regular beans. I hope he gets his money back from you. So for the rest of the season, hey, Tenderoni, find me. Section 403, row M, seat 20, bring a Bible and a seatbelt. I'm out. (laughs) This is why she's the queen. War lady clones. Not even war lady clones, war the queen. She deserves her own drop. Bring the Bible and a seatbelt, tenderonies. You know where to find me. Oh, she is incredible. Danica, you are the absolute best. Man, she is so great. Does she have her golden ticket yet or not? She does now. Give it to her. Give it to her. Got a golden ticket. Out of nowhere. Turned a negative into a positive. Good night now!